What will make you scream for your lives? This gun in my hand. Falk Ziljan, unparalleled hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun, strides into County General Hospital. Holding the handrail as he descends stairs into the basement, Falk bursts through a set of double doors. All right, where's the debonair? Word on the street is he was seen here not 15 minutes ago. The doctor who rushes to speak with Ziljan is tall and thin, wearing a blue cotton suit with a high-collared cape. His dark hair is graying at the temples. He wears a bushy mustache, not quite as wide as his mouth and eyeglasses with a brown tint that's heavier at the top and fades towards the bottom. What's the meaning of this? Perhaps you're not harboring a fugitive here, Dr. Strange. It's pronounced strange. Rhymes with flange. Sorry, I was just reading it off your name tag. Perhaps you're not intentionally harboring a fugitive here, Dr. Strange. Perhaps you didn't realize who he was, but I have reliable information that the French mass murderer who calls himself the Debonair was seen in the basement of County General Hospital. If that's true, we'll help you find him immediately. But I can't imagine why he'd come here, to an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Have you seen anyone today who had a noticeable French accent? Oh, now that you mention it, there was a French gentleman here about ten minutes ago. But he seemed quite... Where is he? Where did he go? Well, to explain that, I'd have to explain that there are dimensions other than our own. Think of it this way. Imagine this sheet of typing paper is our normal space and time. Let's say you want to cross from a point here... To another point, here. Everybody's heard that analogy for hyperspace, Doctor. Are you telling me you zapped him into the negative space or some parallel Earth? No, no. You see, these extra dimensions exist right here with us, alongside the things we can already see and hear, or overlying them. It's a part of the natural cosmos, another realm that lies outside of our perception. When you open the doors of perception to these other planes of existence... Stop! I haven't got time for the planes. The longer you talk, the more time he has to get away. Bill, can you cut to the chase here? You want a musical interlude, and then I'll just say you've caught up with the villain? No, I don't want to cheat. Just give me a quick summary of where he's gone. Quicker than Strange's description. All right, I'll try. To begin with, you're here, right now, in the normal world. Normal to us. You can see and hear and smell things. Like the smoke from that fire in the waste paper basket. Fire? Where's an extinguisher? Here, this glass of water from the desk will do the trick. That was my daily dose of celery tonic. Oh well, I suppose it would have been worse if you had tried dousing the flames with the wine of cod liver oil I take at tea time. The debonair must have lit that fire, hoping to distract me. I'm getting close. No, Mr. Ziljan, I was simply careless dumping out the ashes from my pipe. But why a fire right now while we're talking? It's too much of a coincidence. Because I was listing the five senses, and I needed an example of something for you to smell. Oh, go on. You can see the stark white tiles of the hospital walls. You can hear the sizzle of the last embers from the trash fire and smell the disinfectant used to keep the hospital clean. Why didn't you go with that smell in the first place? I just now thought of it. And you'll feel a knuckle sandwich if you tell me what I'm going to taste in here. Get on with it. A knuckle sandwich could be a taste as well as something to feel, but obviously you get the idea. Dr. Strange received his ear, nose, and throat training in the Far East, somewhere in the vicinity of Bulgaria. As I understand it, when we open the doors of perception to other planes of existence... Now you're just repeating what the doc said. You're supposed to be summarizing. Dr. Strange was explaining it as concisely as possible already. Some aspects of the universe are immune to brevity. All right, then just talk faster, doc. 
My training in the East helped me understand that there exist dimensions other than the three known to science. Our universe has one track representing the passage of time, as well as the height of waves on this track, plus the wavelength. In other parts of the cosmos that we cannot normally perceive, they have a second track, shifting or sometimes harmonizing with the first. The stereo dimension. I thought that only existed in science fiction comics. No, it also exists in weird pulps and the medium where only the most extreme futuristic science is discussed. Big little books. Right. I read one story that speculated about 12 dimensions. That would mean four tracks running in parallel. Indeed, the quadraphonic realm. Even a brief visit there would be too much for our fragile human minds. It would drive a sound engineer insane. The only thing that could live in that nightmare world would be gangs of dapper young British men on scooters. So you're saying the debonair has penetrated beyond the where into the who? What? No. He came to my office and asked me about the other dimensions. And you were able to get it all out in less than 15 minutes? Yes, because he wasn't interrupting constantly. He wanted me to help him open the doors of perception so he could go there. I thought it would be harmless. I had no idea he was a murderer. He seemed so... debonair. Great. If he'd just escaped from Parabellum City, I could catch him. But you helped him escape from this world. Well, open the door for me. I gotta stop him before he murders any six-dimensional people and starts a war between the worlds. Are you willing to follow my instructions to the letter, Mr. Ziljan? It will require experiences unlike anything you've felt before. Or smelled. Your mind may never recover from- Yes, yes. Do whatever it is and let me get after him. Did you go through all this with the debonair, too? Of course. It's standard procedure. And I'll need you to sign this waiver of indemnity form. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Resulting in injury, death, or madness. May result in... What's this part about stained teeth? You want to open the doors of perception? You have to bear the risks. Fine. Whatever. Very good. Now let me decant one dram of liquid bread and three pea-sized portions of witch hazel jelly. Okay, I can see how that might stain teeth. 200 milliliters of water and seven drops of Schiffer's electric oil. You want me to drink that? Good heavens, no. Just lean over it and waft the fumes toward your nose. Keep your mouth closed and only inhale through your nose. Ignoring this instruction is how you'll end up staining your teeth. I was afraid it was going to be... Wow! That would curl the feathers off a horse. Is this stuff legal? In two out of our three dimensions it is, yes. What's happening to me? I haven't felt this way since I chased the vaudevillain through a jazz club. That's not jazz you're hearing, Ziljan. I know, that's not what I meant. What's happening to my voice? That's a phase effect. How is it possible? I thought the only effects in 1939 were recording through a coil of metal or leaning over an empty toilet tank. Don't forget speaking through a cardboard tube. We've been flown beyond 1939, my friend. Are we friends now? Yeah, sure, why not? Do you see the colors, the swirls? No, it's just the sound that's different. Good. If you had seen swirling colors, I would have wheeled you to the emergency room. You should be passing from the first chamber to the second chamber now. Wow, Bob, wow. It's incredible. Uncanny. I think I'm going to throw up. Use the waste paper basket, please. No, never mind. It's passing. And you should now be passing into the third chamber. 
Whatever universe we're in now, what do you call this planet? Why, you're still on Earth, Ziljan. The exact same place you were, my suite in the basement of County General Hospital. It only seems different because you're perceiving six dimensions instead of three. Where did you go? I'm right here. No cause for alarm. I, too, am here. Who is that? Come, come. Do not pretend to feign ignorance. It is I, the one and only Debonair. <coughs> you don't know Skippy. <laughs> what? I'm Chad Mixonbad on this week's Wireless Radio Laboratory. I said, you know what? <laughs> Bet he wouldn't try that again. Ugh. Just funnel this down. Now, what do you want? Have you ever wondered where your thoughts go when you're not having them? I never would have dreamed. Nobody should have to put up with that. Or do we even have a thing called thoughts? All right, then. You got a bang out of watching that? Here we go. We never did find out. Huh. For the greatest oratory on the wireless, tune in this week to Wireless Radio Lab Oratory. You will never catch me here in the sixth dimension, folk Zildjian. Whenever you approach me in one position, voila, I have already moved to the other position. It's so disorienting. If you'd keep still, I'd have you. You will not come near me, or I will give you such a bonbon. No, that is not it. How you say? A fracture. I would give you a fracture. How do you get from the idea of a fracture to a bonbon? Inside of your arm, between the elbow and shoulder, is a bone, no? We. Oui. I mean, yeah. I would break this into two pieces, where once you had bone, there would now be bonbon. These killings of yours are political, aren't they? No, I would not bring something ugly like politics into a beautiful thing like murder. I understand that the idea of right-wing and left-wing in politics comes from which side of the legislative assembly politicians sat on during the French Revolution. If you say it is so, I believe you. Sounds like something we would do. So you consider yourself neither left nor right? Where? Then you stand about the middle, right here. I have you. Unhand me off, you Philistine. Don't let's get into a debate of the Balfour Declaration, debonair. You're going to jail for a long time. But you are no stronger than I am. I can simply break away. You have nothing that would force me to do your bidding. Don't I? No. You can't think of anything I have? No. Something that would give me an advantage? Something that would intimidate you? Not that I know of. You don't have any questions for me? No. What are you playing at? That's close enough. I'm not playing at it, but I'm playing with this gun in my hand. You should not play with guns. It's just an expression. Now move. You fool. How can a prison in only three dimensions contain me now that I exist across all six dimensions? It will contain you. You'll just sound weird when you rattle your tin cup against the bars. Oh la la. Falk Ziljan in The Multi-Tracks of Madness, episode 83 of This Gun in My Hand, was shifted from left to right and back again by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisguninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. Only $2.99. Cheap! 
What do I use to unlock the doors of perception? This gun in my hand. 